I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 68, how to stop peeing when you jump. I get asked this question all the time. How do I stop peeing when I jump? I'm so tired of it. Is this something that I have to live with after I've had kids? And before I answer that, because I am going to answer that for you in today's episode, but I also want to explain why you're leaking when you jump, or even why you're leaking when you laugh or cough or sneeze or run. So one of the jobs of the pelvic floor is to contract in response to that downward pressure. So what that means is, is that when you jump, your body is moving down and your pelvic floor is contracting up against that. I like to think of that as shock absorption. And while I don't know that much about shock absorption in um, say like a razor or a car or a truck or what have you, I also know that it's there to kind of buffer that impact. And I want you to think about the pelvic floor in that same similar way, that when we jump or laugh or cough or sneeze, that our pelvic floor is contracting to that downward pressure. So now that you know that when you laugh or cough or sneeze or jump or run, when you have that downward pressure and you leak, that is your sign that your pelvic floor is not doing its job. So then that would lead us to the question, okay, well, why is it not doing its job? Now there could be a whole host of ideas and reasons why your pelvic floor isn't doing what it's supposed to. But the first thing that I want to bring to your mind is that maybe it is not strong enough. That's the first reason. And I feel like birth, childbirth, gets a really bad rap that, well, yeah, once you have kids, your pelvic floor is never going to be the same again. But I really want to challenge that idea because when you're pregnant and you're walking around, you're carrying around a lot more weight than what you did when you weren't pregnant. So we don't give our legs a free opportunity to fail us every time we stand up, right? What I mean by that, if I've lost you, is that after you have a baby and let's say every fifth time you stand up, one of your legs gives out. Would you just say, yeah, my body, it sure was pregnant. I guess that's what happens when I have kids. That would be so silly. And if you heard somebody say that to you, you would probably wonder what in the world do they know that they can get their legs stronger and that pregnancy and their legs really don't have anything to do with each other. That is how I feel when someone says to me, yeah, 
I guess I'm just gonna leak for the rest of my life because I had babies and it wrecked my pelvic floor. I don't think that that's true because these muscles are designed to do so many different things and for something as natural as giving birth, I think it's kind of silly to assume that giving birth, something very natural, natural is going to wreck your body or your pelvic floor for the rest of your life. So that's the first reason that you might be leaking when you jump or laugh or cough or sneeze. The second reason is your muscles might be too tight. And here is a common myth that I hear a lot. Oh yeah, my muscles are really tight. I don't need to be stronger. I just need to fix my leakage. Here is a, well, let me just rain on your parade. When your muscles are too tight, that also means that your muscles are weak because a strong muscle can contract, it can relax, it can lengthen, it can do all of these things. It's not just held in one place. So I want you to be mindful of that. If you fall underneath that category that your muscles are too tight, well, then I would also have you consider, okay, well, I'm tight. I need to get my muscles moving, but I also need to make sure that I get my muscles strong as well. A third reason that you might be leaking when you are laughing or coughing or sneezing or jumping is that you may have some unresolved or stuck scar tissue that's keeping your pelvic floor muscles from doing their job. This is something that I am going to go to my grave singing until the cows come home because I know how important it is for your scar to move. So what do I mean by this? I mean that if you had an episiotomy or you tore with childbirth, and also I would even add if you've had a C-section as well, because that C-section scar can also kind of find its way to that pelvic floor and limit its motion. Sometimes, not all the time, but I've seen this. It's not a uncommon thing. But scar tissue has to be encouraged to become supple. Because what I see often, and I call it the Elsa effect, is that when our muscles are frozen in time, right? So if we've torn and our muscles are frozen in time because the body is trying to heal itself, no wonder five years down the road we're struggling because we're leaking or we're having difficulty with intimacy or all the other issues that can come along with having pelvic floor issues. But the piece here is that no one at least in my experience, no one is talking about you've got to start getting that scar moving. Because in my experience, my 13 plus years of experience, when I have seen patients that have scar tissue that's been unresolved, meaning that it's stuck and it's not allowing those muscles to move or to contract, well, it's keeping it or it's freezing it in this postpartum state back when it was healing from the scar or I'm sorry, back when it was healing from this episiotomy or this tear, and they had um, the doctor or midwife had stitched you up, the issue here is that not that you tore or um, had an episiotomy, but the issue is that is that scar tissue is literally keeping you frozen, right? The Elsa when she shh, she's keeping you frozen, that pelvic floor in time, so that you're not able to make progress no matter what you're trying to do. So I think it's important to be mindful of this, that this could be one of the reasons that you are still leaking when you cough or laugh or jump or sneeze or run. 
And while it seems very simple, I'm not saying that this is the end all be all, but I think it's a really important piece. And in my experience, when I send my patients home or my coaching clients, when I have them work on this, they will come back to me in a couple of weeks and they will have up to 50% leakage just by working on that scar. So it does seem too good to be true, but it's really easy. You just have to get on that scar and gently start coaxing it to move, gently start coaxing it. Um, think think of like a, like a little gentle massage. That's what I would work on with that scar. So here are some of the reasons in which you are probably leaking when you laugh or cough or sneeze or run or jump. And so how do we stop doing that? Well, first and foremost, I wanna quickly introduce you to my No Kegels University method. And this method takes a look at the natural and physiological ways in which our pelvic floor works. So phase one is that our tissues need to move and move well. Do you remember when I mentioned about that scar has to move? That is a big piece of phase one. Phase two is that our pressure system has to be intact. Now I didn't talk about this here, um, but as it relates to pelvic floor muscles being tight and getting those muscles moving, balloon breathing can be a big game changer for this. I'll include a free training in the show notes, so make sure that you take a look there. Phase three is that we start strengthening those muscles using the VAB3 method. Now, in all of those scenarios I talked about, whether you were weak, whether your muscles were tight and you were weak, whether you had a scar that was impeding your muscles from moving, meaning that those muscles are weak, phase three is where we start getting those muscles stronger so that they can start doing their job. Meaning when you go to sneeze or land a jump or cough or laugh, when you have that downward pressure, your pelvic floor is strong enough, it's capable enough to be able to contract in response to that downward pressure. So it's helping you squeeze against that urethra so you're not leaking urine. Because while I have experienced this just a few times in my life when I was pregnant, I think it's really important to understand that it doesn't have to be this way. So that is phase three. There's a lot of different ways in which we can start strengthening our pelvic floor. And then of course, phase four is maintenance mode where we work on maintaining phase one, phase two, and phase three so that we don't revert back to leaking again. Now, I say this in such a simple way, which hopefully it is simple to you, but it is a lot, well, I should say it's a little more in depth than, than me, how I just simplified it, but that is the premise. That's the, those are the exact steps that I use with my patients and with my coaching clients. And so I invite you to ask me questions. There is a link in the show notes if you go and want to uh, take your pelvic floor's next step with me. It's a free form and when you fill it out, I will send you back a personalized response and a personalized strategy based on how you answer. And the last thing that I want you to, in, or that I want to invite you to take a look at is the four ways to stop leaking and um, it's a new presentation or training I should say that I recently did that I would love for you to take a look at because in this I go in so much more depth than just this uh, particular episode here where you can really um, dive in deep and see where you fit in 
into this method so you can start making the progress and the changes that you want. And last of all, I want to thank you for being here. I have been made aware of how so much has changed in the last several months and really in the last year with No Kegels University and Beyond the V. And I am just so proud of my mission here. So with that being said, if you want to share this episode or if you're watching this on YouTube, share it with someone you know, maybe someone who's had kids. And even if you've never talked about your pelvic floor, just send it their way. Because the more women that can get their lives back and feel like they did before they had kids, I just think that we are able to make a massive impact with that. And remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. See you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.